उम्मीदों की निकहत बहारे मुजसम बहारे मुजसम न रकसो तरब है न लहू लाइब है न रकसो तरब Tuesday morning on our program the bliss of marriage i know many 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 wonderful listeners of markaz sahaba the voice of ahlus sunnah wal jamaa some of us we actually wait we wait for this program uh, to get some nasiha and advice from our beloved senior respected honorable fadilatul ustad hazrat maulana uh, mufti abdul qadir hussein hafizahullah well i firstly want to welcome my beloved engineers not engineer engineers i see haji sulaiman esop is with our beloved engineers well with brother bonface they will be with me from now till 12 inshallah We welcome the listener of uh, Sirius FM Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company and um, we welcome our beloved wonderful listeners of uh, Markaz Sahaba the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa remember our WhatsApp number is 08478631320847863132 uh, international overseas listeners plus 2784786332 plus 2784786332 yes it is the seventh of Rabi'ul Awwal 1444 corresponding to the 4th of October 2022 let's welcome our beloved ustad ustad welcome to the bliss of marriage assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ustad wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallahu feekum ma arafat jazakallahu khairan see there's a listener saying ustad that could you please comment on making dua to marry a particular person if both parties are unmarried ustad bismillahirrahmanirrahim nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulil karim amma ba'd all praise is due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam to get married remember is a natural phenomenon people who want to lead a life of being a confirmed bachelor and so forth remember in islam the hadith in musnad ahmad al a'zabu shaitan they are the people who don't want to get married and so forth and they don't have any valid excuse they are like lucifer they shaitan and they are like iblis so because that will contribute to a decadent society and so forth so let's start from the beginning surah number 7 and verse number 189 huwa alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida he all might allah created you from one soul one person nabi adam alayhi salatu salam allah created him on a friday now he's in jannah all the bounties are there allah gave him a bansela allah gave him a bonus allah gave him a taste of what is jannat and so forth but then he cried to allah ya allah i'm alone here i need a spouse i need a wife i need somebody So Allah Taala says, "See, Surah Seven and Verse Number One Eighty Nine. Wajala minha zaujaha. Allah Taala created from him, from him, Nabi Adam. That ha refers to nafs. Nafs is feminine. So his spouse, zaujaha, Sayyida Hawa, not Hawa, Hawa, H A W W A. So radiyallahu anha." and then what happens liyashkuna ilayha so that he will get sukun he will get peace he will get tranquility serenity so when he embraces her when he touches her so when she touches him then litashkunu ilayha quran says in other place and that is plural for all of us and ye is singular for nabi adam alayhi salam so remember that islam so now she is created. and he sees her and he just wants to go by her allah says stop stop that you can't go just like that we have to get you buried so allah performs his nikah so when the nikah is performed in jannah 
Then again he wants to go. No, stop. So now what, Ya Allah, where's the mahar? So how much is mahar? Read 20, 30, whatever. Some ulama wrote 20, some wrote 30, whatever. So read 20, 30, Durood Sharif, Salawat upon Nabiul Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah performed the nikah and then he had to send Durood Sharif, Salawat upon Nabiul Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then remember, husband, wife met. So it's a natural phenomenon, remember that. Now we come to your question. That was the introduction. You say you want to marry Zainab, Aisha, Jamila, Ruqiyya, this one, whoever. So, my brother, that is not right to make the dua unless you add one word. And what you're going to say, Ya Allah, I want to marry this lady, lady in Ghana fihi khaira. If there is goodness in it, you must add that always. You, the lady, say you want to marry Abdullah, you want to marry Ahmed, Muhammad, and Abu Bakr, Umar, Usman, Ali. No, you must say, Ya Allah, if there's khair and goodness in that, then let it happen. So we can't sing further than our nose, you know. Everything of ours is limited and with our puny little brains. So you must always ask Allah for khair and afiyat. So then it will be fine to make that type of dua. So if it's meant for you, she'll come to you and he will come to you. And remember, if it's not meant, then finish. So remember to say, no, whatever it is, I must marry that lady. Whatever it is, I must marry that man. And I'm prepared to kill and deceive and dupe people and beguile and all that haram and not permissible. Ustad, I've got, I think it's a sister from uh, uh, Malawi. She says, uh, uh, I'm married but the man I married, he don't provide or make me feel like woman. Then ve- very day bring something fight so that he must call me, take bad names and swelling me, maybe swearing me. I don't know what to do anymore from Malawi Ustad. In a case like this, obviously we answer the questions as the questions are posed to us. We know is one side of the story, but nevertheless we are here to assist you and so forth. You see, when your husband married you, let's say in the masjid and so forth, five years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, he said, Nakahtuha wa kabiltuha, that I am married to her and I accept her as my wife, you see. So now all the expenses is upon him. Roti, kapra, makan, the house, the food, the education, the clothing, every medical aid, all that medical expenses, whether you want to call medical aid, medical expenses, whatever. So all that is upon him, the husband, remember that. Now you say that he don't bring food, he don't do this, and when he brings, then there's fighting, and then they call you bad names, they tell you you are like this. So you must say that, see, that you had enough, so now you go to your local ulama and you file a complaint. You tell them that they must speak to your husband. What are the responsibilities of a Muslim husband and so forth and so on. And if things get better, alhamdulillah, if things don't get better and they deteriorate, they go from bad to worse, then you go back to those ulama in Malawi, they in Limbi, Blantyre, the long way wherever you are so remember and then you tell them you want the fasakh you want annulment of marriage fasakh means annulment and if what you are saying is true so that is 100% a grounds for fasakh where the husband is not giving nafaka not maintaining the wife and so forth so that should be the last last resort of fasakh and annulment and not the first option so that is our advice to you to our sister in Malawi uh, let's go to a sister in uh, Pretoria she says uh, I received a brand new Kia for my Meher, the Honorable Mufti Sab. We were married for six weeks, of course now divorced. Do I keep or return the car as it's above the Meher Fatimi value start? Anonymous. Once you and your husband got married and remember on a lighter note, you know, the car's name is Kia. Uh-huh. So when we Mammons we meet now, so for example, the Suleiman, I meet him, but he's not proper Mammon, he's 4951 business. <laughs> So he's 50-50, 49-51, you see. So, and I asked him, Kia, you understand? So, so this Kia, I don't know if the Mammon people made it or what, you see. So therefore, whenever I look at that car, I think of that story, you see. 
So now, sister, the answer is very straightforward. In the Quran, Sharif is mentioned. Surah 4. Write it down, my sister, in Pretoria, Lord, Yamirasmia, call Claudius, wherever you are. That's Surah chapter 4, verse 20, 21. So your husband, after six weeks, one month, two months, whatever, Allah alone knows who's right, who's wrong, so he divorced you. Now, maybe they are saying you must give back the car, or you must give back the jewelry, or you must give back the money, or you must give back the clothing you don't give them anything Quran says those and you the husbands you gave your wife Qintara Qintara means millions then it's haram for you the husband to take back anything from her absolutely haram Allah is saying don't you have shame what? Are you casting aspersions, allegations on her? And this is a major, major manifest sin that you are perpetrating, committing. Then Allah says, Surah 4, verse 21, How can you take it back? You deflowered her. You had your moments of enjoyment with her, all that. And she took from you the solemn pledge in Allah's name. There were witnesses, the nikah, all that. So it's absolutely haram for them to tell you that you must give back the car or jewelry or money. Everything is yours and you don't have to feel, feel guilty at all. And now what they gave you in Islam, it falls under hiba. Atiyah as a gift and a present. The hadith is in Bukhari Sharif. Al aidu fi hibatihi kal kalbi yaudu fi qayihi. I gave Mona Arafat a pen. I gave him a book. I gave him something encyclopedia. Very expensive. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, now this argument. So I tell him, give back my gift, give back my present, give this. Like today, how people behave, this is an example, obviously. So you must remember that we're not going to give any encyclopedia or anything to Molana. So this example. So in a case like that, so Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Al-a'idu fi kibhibatihi, kal-kalbi ya'udu fi qayihi. So when the person takes back the gift from the giftee, from the person to whom he gave the gift, that person took possession, everything of it, then your parable example is kal-kalbi ya'udu fi qayihi, like the dog, it goes back to its vomit and it licks the vomit. So which dog will do that? So then human being, when we do that, we are just like the dog mentality. Quran says, himar. Quran says, kalb. <laughs> These are examples Quran is giving. When certain crimes people commit and perpetrate, then they are like donkeys. When certain crimes they commit, they are, they are like dogs. So remember, absolutely haram it is and not permissible at all. <laughs> Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. Somebody says, "Yeah, Ustad, I'm not uh, understanding the question." It says, uh, "See, Muftisab, my mother has taken uh, my wife's side. Uh, my child don't look anything like me, and I want a DNA test, Muftisab. My mother refuses us to go, as she says, I will bring disgrace to our family." What should I do? Anonymous was God. There is no such thing in Islam like DNA test and all that because in Islam we will say all this is not, you must remember, conclusive and so forth. But all this, they still make mistake. When this Charles, you know Prince Charles, now he's King Charles. Mm-hmm. I give you one story. You like stories. So when they got married, he got married to not to this chameleon. He got married that time to Diana, you see. Then after two years, three years, whatever the case is, Allah knows best. She then conceived, you know, Diana. And then these are not now Changu Mangu people. They are friends and loyal family and us and a lot of titles and all. So then they go to the best professor, best gynecologist, best doctor, all these things here. So he said, or she, whatever, that your first child will be a baby girl. And then you know that she gave birth to two boys and all that. The lesson I'm giving you here is this. Islam says that these things are not correct. We can't base our judgment and verdict on them. So all this is shaitaniyat from your side. I want to go for DNA test and I want to do this and this and all. 
So now, if that son, daughter don't look like you, so maybe it looks like her. If it doesn't look like you or like her, maybe it looks like your grandparents or somebody. So Habibuna Mustafa Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, this is authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, Al-Wadalu Lil-Firash. So the child will go to the father who has the right to take his mother to bed. So meaning to fulfill the conjugal relationship. And people who commit adultery, so remember for them is the death penalty and so forth. So that is there. So now you, my brother, you got three options. Option number one, that you just accept the child as your child and the lineage will go to you and finish this one. Number two, you say the child is not yours, then remember then the lineage will go to the mother and not to you. And then you want to forgive her, so that is your prerogative. And if you don't want to forgive her, then you give her talaq and so forth. So that is what Islam is teaching us. But what do you speaking about DNA and all that? In Islam, it will have no bearing. So these are your options. Now we bring in your special personality, your beloved mother. So your mother is saying, just forget all this and remember I will concur and agree with what your mother said. The shaitan is getting hold of you, my brother. Surah 2, verse 102. You notice everything I'm telling you, I'm substantiating with proof and evidence. Mm. Surah 2, verse 102. And what is that? You must remember Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan, Iblis, their aim in life is what? Allah mentioned it in the present tense and future tense. يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْئِ وَزَوْجِ They want to cause separation between husband and wife. So therefore forget, whenever all these thoughts come, then chapter 7 verse 200, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغُونَ When the shaitan wants to give you, my brother, a vaccine. You know what they want to give you? نزغون. You know what is نزغون? You must remember that Ibra, that when they give you something, injection, vaccine, all that. So then, first is Billah. Say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. Sit quietly with your wife, look after the child, and remember maybe he's not so handsome like you wanted. She's not so beautiful like you expected. So now you're coming with all these stories and so forth. Look at good take a good look of yourself in the mirror and then see how many million faults you got if you read the Haaretz newspaper the Jutla newspaper they got there one guy came with a mirror he told him Netanyahu oh Netanyahu baby look in the mirror so Netanyahu looked the other way he didn't look in the mirror the Haaretz carried that article. You understood? Because elections are going on. So BB didn't want to see all his cookery and all his crimes he committed against the Palestinians. So he didn't want to look in the mirror. He looked the other side. <laughs> so that is where you are, my brother. Don't just forget all the shaitanic ideas of yours. Listen to this one, Ustad. See, Muftisab, who can be my representatives if I don't have any male family for nikah? Understand my question, Mufti Sahib. If I don't have any male family for my nikah, I want to get married now after Zohar, which is to today, Ustad. So you want to get married today at 11.30, you contact me. What you mean you don't have any male family? You don't have Muslim male family or you don't have family at all? So if you don't have father, then you go to Dada, grandfather. You don't have father, Dada, that a Muslim, then you go to your brother. So remember that. So Muslim brother, if you don't have that, you go to your kaka, your chacha, your paternal uncle, and so forth. So all this you don't have. So the imam, where you are going to perform the nikah, so al-imam waliyu wallah So the imam will become your guardian, and so forth. But you must tell him who are your family. So before performing the nikah, he must contact them and tell them that you and this boy came or you and the girl came and you want to perform nikah and so forth. Otherwise, tomorrow, your family, your distant family or whoever, they will come and jump on his throat. Who gave you the right to perform nikah and so forth? You must be forearmed and forewarned, you know? So 
remember that, so you must uh, contact them and say she must come with details of some family members and explain to them that this is what's happening and so forth, because maybe there's some unda danda going on. Maybe she's pregnant already. Maybe they mm. committed fornication already. Maybe they were busy already. You know, when you when we were very young, we used to play cricket. Uh-huh. I speaking about six, seven, eight years old. We were so before the match start. So the first ball they call try ball. Yeah. So if you go out that ball, you're not out. They call it try ball. So maybe here also some try ball business took place. We don't know. So therefore we have to verify all these things there and then. Then only he will perform your nikah. Mufti Sab, you just spoke. Uh, <laughs> I see the sister says, no father, but no brother. But Dada. But Dada don't want to accept the boy. Because, of course, we were dating before that. So what, Mufti Sab? We want to make halal nikah with Dada. Yeah, when you were dating and smooching and maybe something else also. Mm. So then you didn't think about halal. That time you were only thinking about haram and parking, parking in the loading zone, not parking in the parking. So you must remember that. So both of you now, you go by Dada before Zohar Namaz and go tell Dada 100% we are guilty and we are ashamed of what we did and we're making toba and everything. Oh, Dada, Dada means paternal grandfather. Please, we beg you, give permission and so forth. Then if Dada give permission, then you get married and so forth. But you must accept your crime. You must remember that. All you're doing, all haram. And me, I don't believe the story. You must remember that you just want to get married now. I'm telling you there's more to it there. <laughs> that maybe you slept and fornication took place or maybe you are pregnant and therefore you're rushing all those things there. So you need, you know, you don't have to tell us but we went through a hundred incidents of this nature so anyway Allah Ta'ala teaches us surah 39 verse 53 Never become disillusioned in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Verily, Almighty Allah forgives all the sins. So go to Dada, ask him for forgiveness, make dua to Allah, Allah forgive, and then he gives you permission, then you go and perform the nikah. Ustad, somebody says here that uh, uh, they are in Parda. I was singing in my kitchen. Our CCTV camera is linked to our cell phones via Wi-Fi. Somehow somebody hacked into our system of this up and made a TikTok video and turned it viral. What must I do? I mean, Nikab will start. So you must remember, so you were singing in your kitchen. <laughs> so what you were singing? So that's also another question. So you must remember that. And now somebody hacked in. There's nothing to hack in and all that. You get these guys. You must remember the Mm. technicians and all that. They know how to play this game. So now they said, okay, if you are not going to pay a certain amount of money or so, then we're going to let it go viral and so forth and so on. So all this, if you are speaking the truth, then it's all to do with jealousy. And you must report him by the police and so forth that he's invading and encroaching on your privacy and on your human rights. That is what you must use and so forth and so on. And then he went and all that. You can get that TikTok company and all of them also involved so then they and make a big thing of it if really you are innocent if that's the way you want to go second way just leave everything as it is and you cry to who almighty Allah Ya Allah, these are troublemakers, mischief makers. You deal with them in a manner you deem fit, Ya Allah. Surah chapter 29, verse 30. Ya Allah, you assist me against these troublemakers and mischief makers. Surah 40, verse 44. Ya Allah, my matters, my affairs, I hand over to you. Verily, Allah, you are all observing, you know everything, your knowledge is all embracing, all encompassing. Third one, 
Surah 3, Chapter 3, Surah Al-Imran, Verse 173, And then Surah 22, Verse 78, Allah is sufficient for us. So either you go the legal route, or either you cry to Almighty Allah, and then Allah will disgrace them. Mm. If what you said is the truth, that is the system of Almighty Allah. But the main thing is you and your husband, you must always be careful. There are people who want to cause harm to your marriage because of jealousy and envy. Ustad, the question before this uh, about the representatives, I see, I think the sister is upset to start. She says, let me be frank and straightforward to you. Yes, I want to be the second wife of this guy that wants to marry it, and I'm three weeks pregnant. Can you give my dad a permission, please? He's listening to you, or else you will be responsible in Allah's eyes. Ustad. You see, don't come with all your tactics and all that and try and intimidate us. You are the guilty party. <laughs> now let me be straightforward with you. Now, before your nikah and whatever else, you and your lover boy, we must take them outside in public, wherever you are, Pretoria or Hamanskral or Tambaktu <laughs> and wherever, and we must put you there and give both of you a hundred lashes in public. That is what the Quran is saying. You want to know Allah's eyes? That is what Allah is saying. Didn't I tell you? We've been to hundreds of cases like this. Suddenly, we're going to get married now and now. Before Zohar, you must tell us and all that. So, dal me kuch kala hai. Remember, something is cooking. You know, remember, there's no smoke without fire. So, sister, Quran says we must give you a hundred lashes for you and for that lover boy of yours. And walata khuzkum rafa. Don't show them no no compassion and no kindness. That is the deen of Allah. But you know in South Africa and all that, we can't do that. So both of you must cry to Almighty Allah and remember in a case like that, that now you're pregnant and you want to become the second wife and so forth. That person was just using you and so forth. So Dada, me, I don't know you. I don't know this daughter, this granddaughter of yours. So remember, you want to give permission, give permission. You don't want to give permission, don't give permission. (laughs) The ball is entirely in your court, you must remember. But let me explain to you the ramifications and the consequences of all this here. Number one, both parties must be given 100 lashes in public. Surah 24, verse 2. That's what Quran says. So to show you the gravity of the sin perpetrated, committed, right? And yeah, remember, is not both parties must be given 100 lashes. You, sister, must be given 100 lashes. And he, for him, is a death penalty because for him is not fornication, it's adultery. So remember, for him is a death penalty. Remember mm. that. That also you must understand. First, yeah. Because he was married and is married and so forth. So understand that. Second issue, now you are pregnant and you are three weeks or one month. So according to Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbali's, majority scholars, Judas, the child of yours that will be born after six months, seven months, eight months, whatever it is, is a haram child, illegitimate child, and the lineage will go to the mother and never to the father. The bounties and the favors of Almighty Allah can never be obtained through haram. And this is a great usul, a wonderful principle used by majority of the scholars. Surah 25, verse 54. Allah created me and you from the semen and sperm. Allah shows us mokiul imtinan. He's showering his bounties and favors upon us. Allah says, I gave you Nasab, your father, your mother, your biological father, mother. Wasihira, and this is your father-in-law, this is your mother-in-law. But when you went and did it the haram way, then you are deprived of this bounty. So therefore the lineage will go to the mother and not the father of the child. There's no blame and son on the child. Only Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, will state, 
If you get married immediately and after six months, seven months, eight months you give birth, mm. then the lineage will go to the father and not the mother. So that is the consequences. So end of the day, sister, you know what to do and you know what to do, brother, that you got your wife and yeah, you were busy with the spare wheel and you made the spare wheel pregnant and so forth and so on. So now you better go to Dada and tell Dada, big mistake, so please give <laughs> permission and then we get married and so forth that's all we can tell you nothing more but that is what sharia and the islamic law teaches us before we go for an ad break see this is the says thanks for nothing we will go to some other muftis allah is the most merciful ustad yes i told you the truth is very bitter my sister <laughs> nobody can change the quran sunnah and all that that is the law you must get 100 lashes and he must get the death penalty 22 minutes to 12 o'clock let's go for an interval i see Haji Suleiman he's smiling ustad we will be back don't go away stay tuned marcus sahaba the voice of ahl sunnah wal jamaa Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, 22 minutes uh, to 12 o'clock. You're tuning in listening to the bliss of marriage. I see Ba says, tell Mufti Sahab that uh, it's very, very hard uh, to swallow a bitter pill. Some listeners, they don't like to hear that. Ustad. Mm. <laughs> Everybody wants honey, honey. Give them all the sweet news. <laughs> I have been divorced for about six months now. Uh, I have been thinking about her constantly and I wish to reach out and see if she wants to make it work. Can Mufti please advise what is the best way to do this and how to deal with what the families might think? Ustad, anonymous. My brother, I'm amazed and astonished at your question. Just look at your question again. You say, you ABC, your wife is XYZ. You say... You gave your wife one talaq raj'i. That's what you wrote, right? And said, talaq raj'i means surah 2, verse 229. So talaq raj'i can be one time or two times. Mm. Then during the idda, you just take her back. Whether she's happy or not, happy doesn't matter. But when you take her back for imsaqum bima'roof, and then you treat her with equity, love and justice and so forth, so now you gave her the talaq six months ago, beginning of the year and so forth. Now the whole Iddat, Surah 2, verse 228, Salasa the three menses have passed and elapsed, the three periods of cleanliness have passed, three menses, Hanafis and Ambalis, three periods of cleanliness, you must remember that is Shafis and Malikis. So in a case like that, we must be very, very clear. So why the question you have to pose and ask yourself, why didn't you reconcile with her during the Idda? And that time you could just take her back and there was no need for Tajdeedun Nikah to perform a new Nikah. <clears throat> and if this was your first Talaq, then you will have two Talaqs left in the future. Now the whole ball game has changed because the it that is finished and expired, she's a total stranger to you. She wants to marry anybody else and her parents and them are happy. She can do that. She doesn't have to ask your permission or anything. And if you want to marry her, I don't know that if there's a child or children or what involved or not. So we are here to help you. Therefore, we look at the different scenarios. So if there's a child, children involved, and I will 100% tell you, Go to the father, your ex-father-in-law, mother-in-law, and beg them, tell them, you, don't blame her, say you, you were the one guilty of this big mess, and you are the guilty party. If she is guilty, she's guilty 5, 10, 20 percent, and you are guilty 60, 80, 90 percent. So then go beg them for forgiveness, beg her for forgiveness, and then perform a new nikah. If she agrees and they agree, and then learn from the lessons of the past, and then stay with your wife properly, mm. and so forth, and don't pull the trigger again in 
in future. Mm-hmm. So remember that because if this is your first time that you pull the trigger of talaq, then you still have two talaq left. But remember, all this has to be done now. First, go and ask them forgiveness and blame yourself much more, double the amount compared to what you're going to blame her. Then, inshallah, that they will come and soften down and maybe if Allah wants, then maybe there's some scope and hope that you can perform a new nikah and then live happily ever after, inshallah. It says no children will start. That's what it says. Yeah. So anyway, no children, then still you go there because you're dreaming of her and what and what and what. You must remember that sometime, like I slept just now, you know, because I was last night I slept very late. So before the program, and I had to do some recording now and all that, before this program. Uh-huh. So anyway, because tomorrow we're leaving for Durban and so forth. So then I had a wonderful dream. You know what dream? I was going right to Aqsa. You know, Allah, and Allah. then I'm going here and going there and subhanAllah. So when I woke up, I said, where am I now? I said, oh, I'm in late. I'm not in Aqsa. I'm not in Aqsa. I'm in Aqsa. So then you're dreaming about her. So it's a good sign. Go and inshallah reconcile, but ask for apology from her and your ex-father-in-law, ex-mother-in-law, and then inshallah things can move forward. Somebody says, please move this up. Don't take my name. My wife's sister wants to marry me after my wife passes on. My wife is in ICU currently and her sister already proposed. Is this acceptable? Don't take my name. Ustad. We don't take anybody's name. What we know, who's your wife and who you, and you cutting deals with your wife's sister already, but your wife is still alive. We normally say, yen mansa bruh, yen mansa duet is anna mansa bruh. So ye is yen ufro sa duet is anna fro kom, you understood? So one wife will die and another wife will come. So obviously that sister got no compassion, no empathy, no sympathy. She is backstage her sister so when she's doing all this year what you think that when you are old and cold and all these things she will say Muta, you're gonna pass six and all these things here yeah, so let me go get another one so you think of all these things here yeah? so remember it's be ghayrat and be sharam what she's doing is unethical immoral and totally against islam somebody says see muslim we want to do the three haram tour but i can't take our kids what due to exams, would, the, uh, would we be selfish to go now, Ustad? Yes, 100% you'll be selfish. So what, for what emergency you must go now? Three haram tours is available throughout the year. So just now will be December, and then the children will be available, they'll be free and so forth. And you take them words so they can see the apartheid dead work that is there in, uh, in vogue and in existence there in apartheid rogue Israel, worse than the apartheid we had in South Africa. Then you take them to Makkah, Mukarramah, Fasan, Ihram there, and then you come to Medina and then Jeddah. So that is how you must make your route. So my advice, you can't be leaving your children here and there and all that very dangerous nowadays. Don't you see all the things going on? So 100% is being selfish and remember being very, very foolish also. Selfish and foolish. So what you must do, every day read to Rakat Salat when December holidays come, then you go, mashallah, and the weather there is nice, it's winter there. So remember the heat, everything is gone, all three places. And remember for Aksa and that is but cold, and there the others is mild winter, it's not severe winter. So then you go from South Africa, you go to Jordan, Jordan, you go Palestine, and from there you for stay there, stay three days, five days, seven days, make a Jummah in Aksa Mubarak, and then you fasten Ihram, and then you come from there to Jeddah, and then you make your Umrah, you spend your one week, two weeks, whatever, and then you come to Medina Munawwara, and then from there you come back to Jeddah, or from Medina you get direct flight out, depending which airlines you're flying with. So that is how you should make your route, and inshallah, you will bond better as a family as well. Mm. The children will really appreciate what what, what places you took them, and it will have a positive impact upon them for the remainder of their life. Uh, the father is saying that my Betty is getting married this Saturday, inshallah, this Saturday. But now, Muftisab, there's a problem. She wants Mufti Eki to perform the nikah. Currently, she heard you coming to Durban. Uh, do you move with the nikah book? Start. It's a father. 
Ah, we don't have no Lika book, my brother. My Lika certificate also is lost. <laughs> so I don't think so. Where you are? Where you are? Tell me where you are. Your father, which part of Durban you are in? It's so, Balito. So, so very good. So you must remember that. So just after Zohar on Saturday, so we'll make the nikah for you. I just make nikah and go away. We got no problem, but you, the biological father, must be present. So you must remember, if you want, I must make it. So Saturday after Zohar, I'm a little bit free. So we will do it for you, inshallah. So no problem. He's I going got, to contact you, sir. He's got your number. So I've, uh, Friday, I got nikah there, mashallah, in Sikau Lake, Majid Taqwa, after mm-hmm. Asad. And if you want, you said this Saturday. So anyway, leave all that day, what time and masjid and all these things there. So you must then, uh, this thing, send Moana Arafat all the details. Mm. Then on Friday morning between 10 and 10.30, they'll announce everything, inshallah. And if you want, fine, I am there. It's not a big deal. And then you can perform the nikah, but only Saturday after Zohar. That's the only time I'm free for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then that's where all the other time I'm engaged and I'm busy so there won't be time for anything so that's all I can offer you brother mm. Subhanallah uh, the father says Jazakumullah khair Muftisab our daughters they like Muftisab too much Ustad uh, they, they must like their husbands you know <laughs> so this type of uh. somebody says that I left an abusive relationship dear Mufti AK but I get flashbacks of how he and his mother used to treat me and abuse me and then I get anxiety attacks Ustad is there a dua I can read to help so these thoughts can go for good? I am not in a good place. A student of Dean Ustad. Yes, anybody is natural, all the aftermath, the trauma and all that. So Quran Sharif gave us the best solution, Surah 21 and verse number 87. And you know it, read, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minadhalimeen. Truly, there is none worthy of worship except you, Ya Allah. And everlasting glory, perfection is for you. I am the wrongdoer. So I am the one that is the... So ask Allah. So then Allah says, For Nabi Yunus, you don't translate that, that. You say it was an error in judgment. For us, you say we are the wrongdoers, the sinners, transgressors. And Allah will then rescue and save the Believers, so read abundantly. Give out charity daily. Read whenever these thoughts come. Read Kul Auz Kul Auz Nas. Read So before that, Bismillah. Aital Kursi. Then all this will disappear. Time is a great healer. Remember that nicely. When things are fresh, then all this happens. But after some time, a sabaru in the sadmatil ula. Therefore, when you have to make sabar, your father, mother, husband, wife child passed away so that's the time sabr is required otherwise after one year two years then time is always a great healer I see Ustad you better uh, announce the listeners <laughs> that you only perform my nikah I see somebody else now saying can you also perform my niece's nikah we want to be blessed by you we in Richards Bay Ustad so you know where it's Richard's base. So uh-huh. you must remember that the is right on the other side there. So how are we gonna reach there? We can't make it there. So there's no time for all these things there. Yeah? So everybody now we're coming down so every day somebody's nikah and all these things there. Yeah? So I got two nikahs if the Saturday one go through. So far one is confirmed, inshallah. But anyway, what I'm telling you is this. All of you who got nikah, your son's nikah, daughter's nikah, send all the details to Mawlana Arafat, 084-786-3132, and Mawlana will arrange it. That Richard's Bay, you tell the Mawlana there or whoever, they will make it, inshallah. I pay child support, Mufti Sab, but my ex refuses me to see my child. Can I stop paying maintenance? The courts order me to pay but why should I, when I have a child, I will never know who start? You must remember, yeah, there are three, four different issues. Number one is what they are doing. They're depriving you of seeing your own beloved son, beloved daughter. That's absolutely haram. Quran Sharif tells us Surah 47, Surah Muhammad, named after the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, verses 22-23, in Tawalaytum, when you have authority. So now you have 
custody and the court gave you and antufsidu now you cause mischief mayhem maybe your husband treated you badly so now you say you will fix him up he'll never see the child so all that absolutely haram see what Allah is saying and you severing the family ties that same daughter of yours that same son of yours after four five six years when he has much more understanding will ask you ummi where's my father then one day he will meet his father mm-hmm. people will say then what will you say so then he will curse you that how could you deprive me of going to meet my own father and you didn't allow me and so forth so for you sister the mother if what he's saying is true then for you these are the ramifications and consequences those are the people Allah has cursed them for asumahum Allah made them spiritually deaf and spiritually blind so you must remember if that is what you want then that is what Allah is saying so leave all your pride and arrogance and remember you must allow the biological father visitation rights and so forth even if the baby is two months three months six months he won't take the child home at least he can see the child hold the child all that after all whether you like it or not he is the biological father and I told you then you the father remember two wrongs don't make a right that they are wrong they don't want to show you they want to give visitation rights I don't know what is the court's verdict but for us the court verdict is not binding as far as Muslims so remember that I don't know if the court will ever say they never show the father the baby and so forth so we don't know all what was said but Islamically it's compulsory that you must have access to the child by virtue of you being the biological father and you continue paying the maintenance and otherwise they will take you to court and then a lot of stories also and Islamically also so you continue paying and salullaha and beg Allah ya Allah soften their hearts is my child and I want to see my child hold my child embrace my child so all that is part of our Islamic teaching brothers and sisters somebody says uh, married for nine years I'm a working mother with three kids my husband is as lazy as hell everything I must do move this up I want out what's the procedure I'm not prepared to reconcile I'm not prepared to listen to anyone I want out Ustad so what your husband does the whole day he sits on the lazy boy with his feet stretched out and he's watching the TV sometime Hollywood sometime Bollywood sometime Robin Hood sometime Tiger Hood so you spoiled him also remember you made him a parasite so you want out it's your life sister so we don't know where you are if you are in Johannesburg area you are in Durban area wherever go to your local ulama go to your jamiyats and whoever and they got special departments for this and what you are saying write everything down not all the petty issues the serious serious issues and then you tell them you want a fasakh and annulment of this marriage you can't stay here because your husband is a huge big liability and a parasite and so forth if you are speaking the truth then remember you have valid grounds for fasakh and that is that he is not giving you and your children nafaka maintain is not he's supposed to give you roti kapra makan boarding lodging medication all is his duty and yeah you spending thousands on him and he's getting fatter by the day sitting on his laurels and thinking of hadi so obviously that is un-islamic so it's fine it's your life you want out it's you fine go to your local ulama and tell them you applying for fasakh fasakh means annulment they will contact your husband then there'll be a court case and and then they will tell you what to do, inshallah. Mm. Ustad, uh, the question says here, yeah, I eloped with a girl and we love each other. But now that there's, a, there's a major problem. She says that she's a Shia. Now the Shia family and her father are after me. They want to kill me. Someone said to speak to you, Muftisab, because you know the Shias. Please speak to them. They want to behead me, Ustad, anonymous. So what you thought they're going to do? They're going to put garlands on you. I'm asking you what you thought. <laughs> You go, you elope with the lady, and you just found her attractive and what have you, and now you go and impregnate her, or you go and deflower her, and so forth and so on. 
So remember the issue Shias are non-Muslim, all that, that's a separate issue. But in this case, if they want to give you a good hiding and they want to make you a sample, I can't blame them. You must remember. I mean, I have to be fair and honest and objective. So I can't blame them. You took advantage of that lady and now maybe you impregnated her and now you come to me. So I will tell you, but you you the guilty party. She's guilty, but you are more guilty. When calamities come, you must remember it's because of your own deeds. So either you tell her she must become a Sunni and then you perform a nikah and you apologize to her family. Allah alone knows whether they'll accept it or not. And if they don't accept it, then they will give you a good threshing and a good hiding. And then I will say that you really deserved it. What else can I say? So you must, I mean, I have to be objective here and fair to all parties. The issue of Shia and that is not the issue here. The issue is you were the guilty party <laughs> and you took advantage of her and promised her this, promised to this and now all these problems came about and I'm telling you my brother you see Sayyidah Umar radiallahu anh used to say this so you must remember Allah has a system all this you're doing and this happened already with this lady she's not the first lady you slept with if you ask yourself and you are honest to yourself you did it to other ladies as well and you thought you will get away with this one yes. and mm. now when the popohan dance now they're going to catch you and they might re-circumcise you so my brother don't blame anybody but blame yourself mm. i see the brother is crying muftisab and he says that uh, she doesn't want to go back as well what must he do, Muftisa, before he kill him, Ustad? So remember, make her a Sunni and you get married. And then cry to Allah and see what happens. Uh, Ustad, it's uh, one minute to talk. Yeah, right. Finish now the program. You see, today all problems. Therefore, I leave these programs open. You pour your heart out. We will try and advise you. You like it, alhamdulillah. You don't like it. We can't force anybody. But what I'm telling you is the truth from Quran Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah and Sahaba and so. You want all funny, funny, zigzag fatwas. There's a lot of people you can go. You say you want to phone the fathers at the show. No, no, no. We don't phone anybody. Bye. You want to go parking there. What I must phone and all this type of things. Okay, so 12 o'clock there is the news with Brother Suleiman Esop and thereafter Mufti Ibrahim Saleji. Pingo Beach about truths and appreciation. One o'clock Zohar Azan, one zero five to one thirty Surah Muzammil, and that is chapter number seventy three. We're starting today, verses one to nine, one thirty to two Surah Fatir, verses fifteen to twenty eight, two to three lessons from the Sirah to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, my Mawlana Kaji. So that will be interesting, inshallah. Three to three thirty, the repeat of this morning's Q&A yesterday, mashallah, twenty seven. 10 brothers and 17 sisters embrace Islam. Allah accept. Rabbana taqabbal minna in lakanta samir alim. 3.30 to 4, the series of Mona Dawood Siddhat, mashallah, on the Nasira of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 4 to 5, Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri. Remember regarding the gravy and the curry which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved. And thereafter, 5 to 7, Mona Khalid Yaqub. 7 to 7.30 will be Surah Muzammil, verses 1 to 9, the repeat. And then 7.30 to 8 will be, inshallah, Mona Yunus Patel. And 8 to 10, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan month after dinner so that's wonderful programs Allah Jalla Wala accepted Salaamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Wa Alaikum Salaam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Fadilatul Ustad Hazrat Malala Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Hafizahullahi Ustad nevertheless I see Ajit Sulaiman also he's laughing let's go for uh, the 12 o'clock news of course tomorrow morning same time same place on our program as Safina to Ilal Jannah Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.